Welcome to this special bonus edition podcast of White Collar Crimes. I am your host, Ryan Horn. Great to have you aboard this evening. A little bit of winter storm snow moving into my area now. Seems like that's uh, often the case when I do one of these special uh, podcasts, if I recall correctly. So uh, hopefully you're safe where you're at, but uh, you may be also looking at some winter weather in your area where you're at so uh stay safe wherever you are out there this is a special edition on a breaking case that's happened that was uh first brought to my attention a couple of weeks ago by uh, bethany one of our listeners and appreciate her bringing this to my attention because i kind of got a jump on it before it became a national case uh, seen a lot of it in the news and the headlines lately on, uh, and I'm sure some of you maybe now have, the Alex Murdaugh case down in South Carolina that is currently going on. It's a murder case, but it has a lot of elements of white-collar crime in it, a lot of greed and uh, other types of financial crimes are involved in this, tons of them actually that we'll talk about just in a little bit. Now, this is a pending case. And keep in mind, as in any pending case, all suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And as the time I record this, the trial just opened yesterday. So there is a ways to go before, you know, we have a verdict in this. And uh, when that does happen, we certainly will uh, do an update on that as well. But uh, I do thank uh, Bethany for the heads up on this. It's a, a very important case to cover and uh, we do appreciate it when you the viewers give your input like this Uh, but the Murdaugh's apparently are a very powerful legal family in South Carolina and uh, the murders of Alex Murdaugh who is the suspect that's on trial right now for the murder and uh, multiple white-collar crimes he's on trial for the murder right now one of the uh, among the charges are for the murder of his wife, Margaret, who was 52, and his son, Paul, who was 22 at the time he was murdered in June of 2021. So that what we do know so far, and again, this is just kind of what's been reported up until now, you know, they were a very powerful legal family going back generations, but this kind of shattered the family image when this all came about. In fact, Alex Murdaugh's grandfather and even his great-grandfather were supposedly respected prosecutors in this area of South Carolina. But now Alex Murdaugh, he does stand accused of killing his son to collect a life insurance policy. Now, the family was already very wealthy and, and affluent, so... It Again, like any time a case like this happens, it's going to spark some curiosity as to what the motive could have been. You know, why would an individual that's already rich and wealthy supposedly, you know, murder his own son to cash in a life insurance policy? Uh, But that's one of the many uh, very puzzling, you know, elements of this case. And... As I said, now he stands accused of killing his son and his wife. And uh, he faces, you know, murder charges among many other types of crimes, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But what's been reported so far, and again, you know, these are only allegations right now because the criminal 
trial just began yesterday, and this is, you know, for the record, this is Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. So as of yesterday, the trial supposedly began, and uh, or now supposedly it did, and we'll have updates on that as well. But according to police reports, Murdoch called 911 on June 7, 2021, claiming he found the bodies of his wife and his son near their dog kennels on their hunting lodge. So again, pretty well-to-do family. Most don't have their own private hunting lodge. But that's where he claimed at the time when he made the call that he found the bodies. And that's, you know, standard protocol for the one that discovers the body and makes the 911 call. They are, in most cases, you know, initially at least going to be, if not a suspect, certainly a person of interest, for lack of better words. Now, three days later, his father died at age 81. Now, his father is not suspected of being murdered, and to my knowledge, there are no allegations in any of the, you know, financial white-collar crimes. At least none have been made yet. So, uh... That's added some more puzzling details to this case, and it's, you know, added a lot of uh, really strange mystique that surrounded this case because, uh, you know, the timing on that was uh, very odd. You know, his father dying at, you know, three days later after all this happens at 81. Now, you know, at that age, it's, you know, certainly quite possible a number of things could be responsible for his death. So, you know, again, no foul play of any time that type that I'm aware of has been alleged in this, but uh, it has added to, you know, a bizarre element to a, to an already bizarre case. Now, on June 14th of 2021, the coroner did reveal in his or her report uh, that both the son and the wife were killed from multiple gunshots. Now, another bizarre twist occurred on June, or I'm sorry, September 4th of 2021, when Mr. Murdaugh, the suspect in this case, Alex Murdaugh, the attorney, reported being injured when he was shot while changing a flat tire on the side of the highway. What he has claimed is that a pickup truck passed by him at this time and just opened fire. Uh, he was flown to a Savannah, Georgia hospital and uh, was treated for what they described as a superficial head wound. Now, with all this going on, the following day after he was taken to the hospital to be treated for this uh, gunshot wound, he, was, uh, he resigned from the family law firm amid uh, some allegations of some misappropriated funds. So. Not only does he have the uh, very suspicious deaths of his son and his wife at this time, and, uh, you know, his father dying out of the clear, and then, uh, you know, him claiming somebody just randomly shot him while changing a flat tire on the highway, you know, thrown into all this, you've got uh, allegations that began to surface about his misappropriation of funds in the family law firm, which was a fairly, uh, you know, fairly large law firm in that area and you know very very uh affluent and well-to-do but uh apparently he made off was being alleged to have made off with a lot of their funds so he stepped down from his own family's law firm amid these allegations of misappropriation of funds 
Now, a few days later, we're talking uh, September 8, 2021, the South Carolina Supreme Court suspends his law license. Um, again, that's not, you know, terribly out of the ordinary. A lot of times an attorney, you know, facing a situation like this uh, may have it temporarily suspended while an investigation can be conducted. Um, but in this case, you know, not only does he have the financial uh, allegations of financial wrongdoing with his law firm, he has, you know, he's facing a double murder case as well. So, uh, you know, it, this is certainly not out of the ordinary, but that's what's happened. So, you know, at this moment right now, he could not practice law in the state of South Carolina if he wanted to. Now, authorities quickly speculated that he had hired 61-year-old Curtis Edward Smith to kill him so his son and his other son could collect on a $10 million life insurance policy. Uh, basically, a suicide to enrich his son is what the authorities investigating the uh, you know shooting that supposedly happened on the highway. They are alleging based on their investigation that uh, this was staged by Mr. Murdaugh and he hired Mr. Smith to shoot him and kill him. That way his son could collect a $10 million life insurance policy. Again, you have to wonder what's going on, why he's, you know, willing to, you know, commit suicide and kill himself if this, if this investigation is indeed true and why he's wanting to enrich his son through this when, again, the family was supposedly pretty well to do and very well off. So again, a very strange element that's, uh, you know, among many in this case that surfaced. Now, Smith has been charged as well. He has been charged with multiple charges. In fact, uh, in one of them, including his assisting in a suicide, or at least in this case, a suicide attempt, because that's what as I said, the investigators have concluded Mr. Murdaugh is up to in this situation. And uh, it's, I'm not sure yet how much Smith was paid. Um, that's possibly been disclosed, but I haven't, or at least what he was alleged to have been paid. Haven't seen anything on that yet, but uh, that is what the investigation determined in this case, that he was paid to, uh, you know, basically take out Murdaugh, and that way his son can collect on the life insurance policy. A little over a week later, we're talking uh, September 16, 2021, uh, Murdaugh turns himself in to face charges of insurance fraud, conspiracy to commit insurance fraud, and filing a police report. He was granted bond, but ordered, to, ordered by the judge to surrender his passport and return to a drug rehab facility, so in an even more interesting uh, twist and turn in this very uh, bizarre case. Uh, apparently he was in a drug rehab facility at some point in order to return there. So we also have substance abuse issues apparently as a factor in this case, at least from what we know so far. But apparently uh, he didn't stay out of trouble or controversy too long because on October 14th of 2021, he was charged in Florida with two felony counts of obtaining property by false pretenses. Uh, he was denied bond in order to complete a psychological evaluation. The investigation continues, leading him to rack up an additional 27 indictments. And these are where the white collar crimes are starting to come in. 
It's including money laundering, computer crimes, and forgery. Um, obviously, for the sake of time on this, we won't go into big detail on every count on this, but 27 counts of a white-collar nature, that's a lot. So uh, there's a lot of money being attempted to uh, be obtained in this, and a lot of uh, very questionable means have gone about are being questioned on how they were going about getting it. So more on that, I'm sure, as this trial unfolds. But, you know, at that point, that's what he was facing. But as you'll see, that's not all. On December 9th, 2021, the South Carolina Attorney General announces 48 total charges filed. Now, among his victims were some family members, friends, uh, an illegal immigrant, and a man that was involved in a car wreck. Uh, his bail initially was set at $7 million. Uh, the charges have grown, and it's possible, as we know, that, you know, at this point, short while later, they climbed up to 71 different uh, allegations of theft and other financial white-collar crimes, totaling in ripping off the folks we mentioned and, you know, probably some other clients or possibly... $8.5 million over an 11-year period. Uh, again, a whole lot of money that, uh, you know, is alleged to have been taken here and, you know, went about methods to get more, you know, including, like I said, trying to get his son a uh, $10 million cash out, which he was willing to have himself killed for his son to get if, you know, this investigation does hold up true. Uh, he has obtained insurance fraud charges of late as well and uh, just this last year on June 3rd 2022 his wife's body was exhumed and the curiosity came from her death originally being ruled natural you know now as we said the one coroner's report said that uh, you know she and her son were uh, murdered by multiple gunshot wounds so her body is brought out and to be re-examined. And on June 28, 2022, he is indicted on criminal conspiracy and narcotics charges. So now we have drug trafficking and charges brought into this, which, as I said, he was ordered to return to a drug rehab facility. So substance abuse, you know, is apparently an issue with him. And uh, now he's facing allegations of drug trafficking which uh, you know can be a dangerous business to be involved in whether you're an attorney or you know a street criminal uh, you know a lot of people that are involved in that business either end up in prison or dead there's uh, usually not too many other ways out in the drug game and uh, you know now he's certainly looking at a long time of prison for not only certainly the drug cases but the you know double murder charge as well as the uh you know, legions, basically, of uh, white-collar crime charges that's come down the pike against him. And so among some of the uh, substances that have been alleged to have been trafficked during this time is uh, oxycodone, which we know is a very addictive, uh, you know, painkiller. And uh, we, we did a podcast in the early stages of this show, actually, uh, probably going back to 2021, we did a podcast on the opioid crisis in America, and we've done some uh, podcasts on some different families that uh, have been brought down and, and sentenced to prison because of uh, their involvement in uh, cashing in on this and 
illegally cashing in on the, the current opioid crisis. And make no mistake about it, we're in one. I mean, I can tell you from working in the criminal justice system for a long time that uh, that is certainly a problem that's not going anywhere, especially if you live in the South or the Midwest or anywhere like that. It is a really bad uh, crime we're facing here in this country. And uh, if these allegations hold up true, it's possible, you know, Mr. Murdaugh might have been cashing in on that as well. Now, uh, he continues to rack up these charges. As I said, you know, going back to July, he was indicted for the double murder charge, uh, which he has pled not guilty. And, you know, say it again, you know, all suspects are innocent until they are proven guilty in a court of law. That is the system we have in this country. And uh, he will enjoy that right, you know, as well as anyone. But uh, he has at this time racked up even more money laundering charges which at this point he has a staggering number of, of white-collar crime charges facing him. And it said now we also have some drug trafficking charges and, of course, a double murder. You know, a lot of stuff going on in this case. Now, prosecutors have alleged that he murdered the two to gain sympathy for his white-collar crimes, which, you know, obviously they believe are going to be exposed here very soon, and we will wait and see how this unfolds. So, uh, you know... They are alleging that he did that to, you know, once he, I guess, figured these crimes were shortly going to be exposed. So, therefore, he uh, decided to, uh, you know, find some way to get public sympathy, you know, before uh, the gates came closing in on him. You know, this is, again, what the prosecution has alleged. You know, we will wait and see how the trial unfolds to see, you know, if this is actually uh, proven to be true. But, uh, you know, he certainly wouldn't be the first criminal, you know, white collar or otherwise, to try a below-the-belt type of tactic like this. And for good measure, they apparently have even thrown in some tax evasion charges, which, you know, we've done a few podcasts on folks that have been taken down with that, whether it be uh, Leona Helmsley, Wesley Snipes, uh, we've even mentioned, you know, Al Capone, the mighty and powerful mobster, that's eventually what took him down, so... If all else fails on this, I can almost pretty much guarantee you they will get him on this one. You know, if he's somehow acquitted on the double murder and the drug trafficking and the slew of white-collar crime cases against him, the one he probably won't be able to escape is the tax evasion charge. And who knows, maybe that's why it's been thrown in just as a uh, safety net, you know, because those are hard cases to beat, you know, as Mr. Capone and others have found out. And, uh... We will uh, wait and see, but, uh, you know, you have that element to it as well. Literally almost every type of uh, criminal, uh, you know, genre, for lack of better words, has uh, is involved in this case at this point. So on December 20th, this last month, they uh, the prosecutors did announce that they will seek life in prison. So he will avoid the death penalty, which... You know, my understanding, the state of South Carolina does have, you know, not all states have it anymore, um, but my understanding, South Carolina does, and it actually still is carried out. You know, there are some states that still have it on the books, but it's no longer actually carried out or practiced, but uh, that's not my understanding with the way it works in South Carolina. So, uh, you know, we will, you know, see if he does actually, if he is convicted, if he gets the life in sentence prison, which at his age, you know, even if he gets a a decent, you know, a man in his 50s now, he, he's most likely, if he gets any kind of sentence at all, of any length, that's going to be most of the rest of his life, if not his whole life anyway. So, 
we will wait and see what the sentence has and unfolds and we will stay on this case you know once there's a verdict or any type of major major development we will you know get you updated as quickly as possible so uh you know keep an eye i'm sure now in your area wherever you're at you've probably seen at least something on this case um and it is uh, certainly got a lot of elements of some very uh interesting uh, corruption going on possibly that may be exposed here which you know we will cover once that's all said and done so we certainly will keep an eye on this case and once the verdict is reached uh, we may do an update on it next week uh, I won't announce any official you know what the official episode is next week just in case for some reason this is a case is resolved or we have any kind of a big update so you know, and if you have any ideas for any other ones, you know, uh, we thank Bethany for, you know, the heads up on this one. And if you have a case you think we need to be covering, uh, you know, feel free to email me, ryanhornvt at gmail.com. Uh, you know, tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, like us on Facebook. Please uh, like us on Apple and Spotify. Give us the five-star rating, a good review. You know, help us grow because we are growing. And I thank each and every one of you for that and uh, hope we can just keep that going uh check out my website ryan-horn.com provide voiceover services uh getting close to finishing an audio book right now got uh one also that will probably be released in this coming month that i'll keep you updated on as well um as always i encourage you to adopt your next best friend at your local uh animal shelter you know as my wife says adopt don't shop and hope uh, you can follow that as well uh, hope wherever you're at you can stay nice and safe in the weather and uh you know as i always say too just look out for your friends and family a lot of scammers out there everywhere and they're looking to take advantage of anybody and uh, especially our elderly friends and family really need us to be that extra eyes and ears out there for them and uh, if you get a chance to do that please do so we thank you for tuning in on this one. Uh, you know, maybe an update sooner or later. If not, uh, we will have another podcast for you next week. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. God bless. We'll see you next time. <laughs>